Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. If you missed it yesterday, we had our first interview uh, via this podcast uh, with a amateur MMA fighter, my friend Kenny Cockrell. Uh, actually, it was a pretty good interview. The guy got uh, kind of deep. I was not expecting, uh, you know, telling me personal stories and how he's built for this and he's always wanted to do this and everything like that. So uh, thank you to Kenny. Shout out to Kenny for uh, coming on the podcast. I'm hoping to uh, have some more guys on in the future. So, uh, you know, if you didn't catch that, listen to it. Today, we are here to talk about UFC 271. Adesanya Whitaker, we will preview the dumpster card that is this weekend, uh, UFC uh, fight night, uh, Johnny Walker and Jamal Hill, and if we had our, our, our decision or our choice, that would have been the main event the whole time, because that this, yep. is, this is a true hot box main event between two guys that, well, one guy that we don't like and Jamal Hill we do like, but, uh, you know, we just want to see Johnny Walker go to bed, man, and Johnny Walker is a... Uh, he's in the Hotbox Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I would say that yeah. he, he we we've done a whole podcast, an unreleased podcast, where we went through all of his fights and watched him get knocked out and turn into like a rubber chicken, and it's just <laughs> spectacular. But I guess I'm talking too much. Ty, how you feeling today? How did you uh, how'd you feel about 271 and uh, just general thoughts, man? Oh man, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, 271 was pretty good all in all. Uh, I didn't win as much money as I should have, but yeah. Alexander the Great, you know, I think we're ready to bury him alive. Um, Izzy wasn't didn't love the main event at all. Uh, we'll get into that in, shortly, but yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the main event. Yeah, so let's just get let's jump right into it. Uh, main event: uh, Israel Adesanya uh, with the rematch against Robert Whitaker. Here, about uh, two and a half years, I believe, uh, removed from their first fight. This time it goes the distance. We kind of talked about it on here. This is that was the hot box prediction was the this would go to distance and Adesanya would win a decision and he did. And uh, I, I it, it's you know I hate I hate doing this. I hate I hate being this guy, but it was a boring fight, man. It, it was really just a boring uh, like kind of uh, you know this is going to be sound disrespectful, but uh, it gave me Strickland and uh, Hermanson vibes, man. Just uh, a guy who kind of wanted to get it to the ground but really couldn't. And then there was another guy who was just, you know, cool with point fighting and, you know, winning, winning the fight. I mean, that's how Adesanya has to fight. And Whitaker is just, it's just a bad matchup for him. He's never going to be able to really do anything to Adesanya that, you know, un- unless he, like we talked about, unless he's 40 pounds larger than him and, and he, he's Jan Blahovich, the wrestling aspect is not going to work. But it was a pretty unanimous decision. In my mind, uh, I saw some people saying Robert Whitaker won the fight online, and I, I don't know where that's coming from or how they see that. Uh, I had Adesanya win in the first three rounds, and then I, I, I have no problem with giving Whitaker the last two rounds, but it was pretty uh, cut and dry for me. Yeah, I thought Whitaker definitely got the fourth, uh, even though Mike Beltron, who, by the way, I did not know was a, a judge. I, yeah, I didn't know I had that no either. idea. Uh, he, gave, he gave Izzy the fourth, which I didn't agree with. And then he gave uh, Whitaker the fifth, which I also didn't agree with. Uh, I thought Izzy got one, two, three, and five. Um, five, I guess you could toss up. 
one one was also close. I mean, listen, they were close rounds, you know. Like I don't I don't think he blew him out of the water, but like you know, Robert, you, you, for everything you say about um, you know Izzy, you can say the same thing about Whitaker. Like, what did Whitaker actually do? Oh, no doubt. You know, he you know he he had what like three minutes of control time the entire fight. You know, that's that's not a lot. Um, how many times taking four or ten takedowns? I think. Um, like you know, he had him against a cage and whatnot. Like he just got didn't his do back anything. for like uh, twenty seconds, but uh, he got his back for a little bit. And you know, I thought there was an, an opening, but he didn't do anything with it at all. Um, you know, he he was landing jabs the whole fight. That that's cool. You know, Izzy was only really primarily landing leg kicks, but they were doing more damage than his jabs. You know, so um, I don't, I I didn't see how Whitaker did enough to want to win. You know. I didn't see how he won three, two, three rounds. Even I, I, I struggled really giving him the fifth. Yeah, um, I struggled giving him the second. I struggled giving him the. I struggled giving him every. I think the second is what other people said that he won because I, I don't know if that was the round he got his first takedown or the or maybe that's when he got his back. But uh, you know, striking wise, he didn't do. He didn't land the bigger shots or a big shot really. <laughs> the uh, the entire the entire time, he said he wants to run it back for a third time. Robert Whitaker's a bit delusional. He he said this after the first loss. Uh, he he I think he had some quotes during the whole Yoel Romero saga talking about how he you know easily won those fights, which I don't necessarily agree with at all. He he's not a he's a he's not a smart point fighter at all. I don't think he really knows how to be a point fighter. Um, yeah. but he's also not this this you know this knockout artist either. He's <clears throat> his last finisher's last knockout was what five six years ago. So he's kind of at a crossroads right now. There's really nothing else he can do. I don't. I mean, he probably beats everybody else. You know, um, I know 185 has some risers, but they're pretty. They're not really there yet. Um, Imavov and Alex Pereira, um, Albert Duraev. So there's there's still some time for all those guys. Uh, I don't know what's next for Whitaker. Like I, I, you know, if he win, if he keeps winning, he I guess gets another title shot. But you know, who the fuck wants to see that? Yeah, I mean. You could have him fight Vittori or something like that if you want to have like he's basically just a title, uh, the title eliminator guy now. Like uh, the title gate, it's not like it's a disrespectful. The gatekeeper always has been, but he kind of is. Like he's just yeah. you. You have to beat him to get a title shot, and it's kind of the way like Chukagian is now, where she just sits there and beats all the contenders over and over again, and it's just like, well, eventually you're gonna have to let her fight for the title again because yeah. that's just how it is. Um, I don't know. I, Whitaker. I mean, there's there was talks of him maybe dropping down. I don't. I don't mind that. That's not a bad option if he could do it safely. I just don't see that happening. Uh, maybe you do a Strickland. We we kind of talked about that last week. Uh, Brunson says he's one and done, so it's kind of not. He's really irrelevant in my mind now because he's not gonna win the yeah. title or you know get a title shot again if he's one and done. So. You know, I, I guess Whitaker could kind of fight anyone. It does. It doesn't really matter. It's just you know, it depends on what he wants to do and what, what you know. Does he want to make a run at eighty five again and have to win what two you know two three fights maybe before he gets another he, shot? And who knows what's going on? He seems on by then? to think he seems to think he should get the trilogy fight like right away. So that's not going to happen. So you know, that's <laughs> just that's just not going to happen. So uh, Adesanya, it's kind of, it's got to be Cannoneer, right? I mean, we'll get more into Cannoneer eventually, but. You know, I, I think it's him or, uh, yeah, that's that's it. It has to be Cannoneer, and then eventually he's talking about Strickland later on in the year. So that's probably the um, eventual way this goes. Yeah, probably sometime in, like, 
don't know, summer, international fight week or something, uh, maybe later on in the year. Uh, I guess that'd be a good fight. That's next. You know, I just think it's, it's an be... interesting new fight, but yeah, well, I guess, you know, I, I haven't, I don't really have, haven't had the time or, or want to uh, sit there and think about what that fight would actually look like. I imagine uh, Adesanya would not get touched the entire fight and just keep right. it standing, right? In five rounds, same, kind of the same deal. It's, it's, it's kind of what he's turned into. It's not like a really uh, a negative against him because he's the champion and this is how this is how he does. And he, it's not like he can get into these firefights where he's taking like he's not that kind of fighter, so he has to fight this way. But I mean, hell, it's it can get boring sometimes. I was sitting there like uh, I, I was out at Xfinity watching this game or watching this fight, and I'm just yeah, like, oh my saw, god, uh, dude! Like, I think I got a snap for Corey. Oh yeah. Uh, I believe I, um, I, I was I, hardcore on the on the you know on the on the gambling sites. I'm not even going to give my my useful gambling site their their free cred this week. I was not even uh, I was just not impressed at all with Izzy the way he fought. I thought so when he started doing the thing, which I think he does in other fights, if I remember correctly, he holds his right glove with his left palm and he kind of puts it over. It's just something he does. It, it looks like he's done it before, and he kept, but he he did this fight, and I wasn't really sure. Why then Joe Rogan's texting them for some reason because he's not there, which was so odd. Very he's, odd. He's texting them. He's like, he's like, uh, I think I broke my, I think he has a broken right hand. And then I was thinking the same thing because he never fucking threw it. And he stopped throwing it from the third, you know, onto the fifth, to the end of the fifth, uh, except for a couple times. And after the fight, he said, his, I think they were, uh, whoever was interviewing him, he said his hand was fine. So, and I didn't see any medical suspension for him. Uh, I think he's got a t- the standard uh, two week three-week no-contact period, um, but he didn't break his hand, like, at all. So it, it makes me wonder, what, you know, what was he doing? He wasn't doing anything. And I know he's a champ, you know, whatever, but his offense was just very stagnant. He wasn't throwing at all. Like, there were so many stretches where he was just not not throwing his hands whatsoever, you know, um, which is fine, I guess. But, you know, if you're the best best in the world and you want to, you, you know, get this track record of being the best ever and you want to like, you know, chase down John Jones and all this other stuff. You got to do more than this. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to be one of the uh, all time greats, it's, you know, I mean, or, or, or you're going to have to stack a lot more of these together. Cause it's, uh, yeah, yeah I mean like the, that's the thing. Like, uh, unfortunately how this game is, they remember all the highlights and the, the exciting shit that happens. I mean, the last Whitaker knockout was a highlight, you know, uh, him knocking cost out's a highlight, you know, and, and he stacked a couple of these together where Vittori and, you know, I mean, the Blahovich fight wasn't exactly the most exciting thing in the world. It, you know, it's just kind of you know, the Romero fight. You know, we will never forget that. So it's like, it's unfortunate, but I don't want to, I don't want to get some stinkers. He is. It's He's just how it is. I mean, Usman, it's like kind of compare like Usman used to do the same thing sometimes, you know, like where it would, you know, just how, like when he fought Masvidal the first time, it was like, oh God, this, you know, this is boring as hell. He's just holding them up against the fence and like. Sometimes that's how you, the matchups make these fights, man. Sometimes that's just how you have to fight. And, I uh, have been a big Adesanya critic, and I, I, my my criticism is going to keep getting louder. It's going to keep getting louder. Just saying. Yeah, but he is number two in the uh, pound for pound rankings, and one of the best fighters in the world. So uh, it's it's hard to uh, really get after him. But uh, it's, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, I'm I speak as a fan, you know. Like it, it's just uh, I. I I don't want to, like, thank God I was able to get an Xfinity and, like, I didn't have to pay or anything, you know? Like, I just kind of <laughs> sat there and drank beer. Like, it, it, I'm not paying $70 at my house to watch Adesanya fight now. 
Yeah, truly. Like, I, he's just not a guy. Like, I want to watch him fight, but I like shelling the money out to watch him fight is like, I don't know. Oh, John Jones, maybe. Yeah, like he that? he's gonna Somehow. need a counterpart now. It's like uh, he doesn't bring that like it factor anymore. You know, like yeah. he he talks like a star and he acts like a star, but the fights itself, like uh, you know, at least Connor's fights were like for the most part always exciting. You know, whether he yeah, won or lost, definitely. it's like holy shit, that shit was awesome. You know, but definitely. Uh, all right, let's keep it moving. Uh, good for Adesanya, bad for Whitaker. We'll figure out what's going on with those guys. Tied to Ivasa, bam, bam, baby. You, I believe you picked him on here. Took out the Black Beast in the second round. I don't know if you did, actually. but uh, Did not. Uh, yeah, I did not either. So uh, I did not do our records this week. I'll, I'll compile the records from the last two weeks. Yeah. I just, it doesn't matter. It, you know, I, I'm always that, – that's what's the thing with me. I'm always on to the next one, you know. Uh, I won my you. money. Yeah, so what? We, we're coming back next week. We're betting next week, and we're going to see how we do next week. So, Derek Lewis got uh, absolutely flatlined. Uh, eats an elbow. People were saying he took a dive. That's just more uh, ca- <laughs> like a casual uh, like a- alarm to let you know that these people don't really know what they're talking about. That guy ate an elbow from a 270-pound gentleman, man. You're going yeah. to sleep, dude. I-, I don't care if he it just his brain took a little bit to go to sleep or whatever. It He went to sleep. And good for Bam Bam. It was an awesome fight. That's probably the best fight of the, of the night, honestly. Other than like Derek Brunson, Cannoneer was awesome, but like exciting Martina, wise, uh, Ronnie Lawrence, Ronnie Lawrence, Mana Martinez was up there. That was a good fight. But like, I, it just felt like that Derek Lewis to Ivasa fight, just uh, even because it had all the hype behind it too. So it, yeah, it, you know, it was electric too. From you know, almost from the jump, as soon as they started uh, unleashing, and then Ty went down. Um, yeah, he was eating some how about, shots. How about that? You know, Derek Lewis doesn't have you know a ground game, but if he gets on top of you, his ground ground and pound is fucking vicious. We've seen him many times where he has like somebody kind of against the cage, and it looks like they're trying to take a take a couple seconds off. That is not the time to rest, man. He had because he's a big boy. He's putting all his weight against you. It's hard enough to get up and get away, but now he's throwing fucking missiles, frying missiles at your absolutely head, dude. fucking. Frying pans, like you said, fucking cast iron fucking frying pans. And he is just hammering them. And I thought, you know, eventually he would just put Toivasa down. We've seen it happen to him, and there's no shame in that. But he he weathered the storm, which I am very, very surprised by. It just shows you that he's really taking things serious now. He's <clears throat> Ever since those losses, you know, no more partying, no more drinking, no more, you know, not being focused during fight camp. Now he's fucking lasered in, man. He's ready to go for a run. You know, I, I hate the, I, I hate the, you know, already put Francis and him in the books or in the works because that's so unfair to him also. And it just seems like Francis would like kill him, you know, <laughs> hypothetically, but you know, he, he, what's that four or five in a row, four in a row, I think. So this puts him right there in the top five. Now, you know, I, I don't know who's next. I, I kind of like to see him against Jarzino. Uh, you know, I think that'd be kind of, Interesting to see what he can do there. No, no, I don't want to see Jorginho no? in there with him. Nah, I'm so out on Jorginho. I mean, what is what is he wow. ranked? What, like, Biggie boy, man, come on. In the rankings, oh seven, dude. Yeah, I mean, Maybe Biggie boy Dawkins? should be fighting Dawkins, but I would uh, Tui Vasa. Derek I actually Barnett. Like, I like Curtis Car- I mean, Blades. Derek Barnett. Derek. Chris Barnett. <laughs> Chris Barnett. Uh, yeah, how about that? Huggy Bear. That's what I'm saying. Um, no, but I'm really impressed with Ty Tuivasa. Hey, he just keeps getting more and more, more and more and more and more fans doing shoeys every week, doing multiple shoeys, no more hot sauce shoeys. Houston, Texas loved him after the fight. They embraced him, um, which I had my concerns because you know they're not they're not the best crowd ever. 
Uh, and you know, you know they, they had to rally behind their boy, Derek Lowe's, but how about Texas fighters? 0-3 in Texas. Yeah, and Derek Lowe's now 0-2 finished. in the last like year, year calendar year. And, uh, yeah, and, he and should Houston. stop going there. Uh, he should just he stop tried, fighting at home. He tried to redeem himself after that snoozer. He looked better in this fight. I'll give him that. Face planet. Yeah, yeah he did, man. And it's, it's crazy. I think, so Toy Vaso, way back in the day, I, it was like I saw a video in 2017 that uh, Capos, Capos, Grabaca, Caposa, whatever his name is, that uh, great MMA count, he uh, tweeted out, I think it was early in Toy Vaso's career, he had a, a very similar elbow off the clinch or in the clinch against the cage and knocks some dude the fuck out. So that's something he's done. I'm pretty sure he's done it in the UFC before, just not to that magnitude. So that's it's, it's definitely something he has in his arsenal and Again, the, the progress he's made ever since he got in the UFC and was knocking out, you know, bums to knocking out Derek Lewis on the co-main event of an Israel Adesanya pay-per-view. You know, it's, he's just come a long way, and he's only what? He's still not even 30, I think. Um, so it's, it's not the Rashad Coulter knockout, you know, or the James McSweeney shout-out-to-your-brother knockout that, he, uh, that he's doing anymore. He's, he's really elevated. Yeah, shout-out to James McSweeney. Um, Jared Cannonier. Uh, Derek Brunson, uh, this fight was uh, this was an awesome one. Yeah, this was an awesome like uh, matchup. Even beforehand, like talking about it, thinking about what could happen. Uh, three, four in the rankings, if I'm not mistaken, at the time, uh, something along those lines. But uh, Jared Cannonier, dude, puts the puts Derek Brunson out. The towel gets thrown in. The first I seen that, that for the first time in a while in UFC. Yeah, especially. That was a late towel throw. Yeah, I mean it was already over by then, but uh, I, I we got also, the, the last elbow. Come on, ref. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember who was ref. I mean, there was a lot of uh, random referees going in that in that octagon at, at, on the Saturday night. But Derek Brunson did his thing. Panic wrestled for the most part, you know. But Jared Kennedy was able to answer the call, especially after he got taken down the first time. And then usually, you know, in these fights, like you know, when he fought Darren Till, Darren Till had no chance of getting back up. He just knew yeah. as soon as he got taken down, it was over. He just laid on his back and kind of just accepted the position. Jared Cannonier is a powerful dude, and he never really accepted it to the point where he was like on his back and like he kind of just always was fighting for position and kept himself, you know, in a position to maybe fight to stand up. And he eventually did, and he just made Brunson work hard. And Brunson, his gas tank depleted quickly, man. I mean, he was eating shots. I think that that had a lot to do with it as well. But it, it just. He had nothing there, and midway through the second, it was just like you know, it was only a matter of time. You were like, "Oh boy, this fight has completely flipped." Because Brunson probably won the first round, right? Yeah, I mean, especially it, it, when he it, that late knockdown too. Oh yeah, I, it, I thought um, I thought Canadier was in a bit of trouble. Hell yeah! Um, and then he, he gets so, it done, dude. Yeah, Brunson always has that man. You you hit him a couple times, and he literally looks like he's gonna like die. You said that he did, does is. not take anything. He does not take these shots well, man. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't show well. Like, he looks very. You can tell, and you know. And then Cannonier took advantage of him and threw him around. And man, those elbows were fucking vicious, scary, scary, dude. Uh, especially to a guy like Brunson who's taking some damage. Who's thirty eight. Um, that was tough. That was tough to see. But we'll see what Cannonier can do against against Izzy. I just I don't think he has you know what it takes. I think he's just gonna get picked apart and then probably finish. He, he, you know. Kennedy does have an amazing chin. He's also old. Uh, he gets hit pretty easily, so it's a bad matchup. Uh, the only thing I can see is him wrestling, but I just don't know if he has that in him to wrestle 
the way you would need to wrestle to take Israel out of signing down and hold him down. You know, like he's a, like yeah. I said, he's a powerful guy, but that takes uh, an extreme amount of technique and work to do something like that. Uh, so let's keep it moving. Your boy takes a uh, tough L, tough, tough L. Uh, Hernando Moicano takes out Alexander the Great Hernandez. I'll let you uh, lead it off and talk about your thoughts and talk about your boy. I thought he looked good in the first round, but he was he was getting hit too much. He was getting hit clean. Um, yeah, man, he's just not a good defensive fighter. Not really a great fighter at all. Uh, I, you know, Moicano by sub was probably the easiest play the of the of the fight because you figure that's that's how he's going to win. Um, yeah, very disappointed. As, as soon as he hit the ground, I knew. He was fucked, and then he got got the back, and Moicano down there is just insane. So, not much more to say. Very, uh, very disappointed in that fight. Very disappointed, Alexander Hernandez. Back to the drawing board we go. I think he's like two and four, two and three now in the UFC. So yeah, he's gonna start picking up wins, or he's out of here. Yeah, especially a lightweight. He's one hundred percent on cut watch. He's young, so that'll give him the uh, the necessary room to stay around for a little bit, but. Uh, so let's, yeah, her not the kind of good submission. Like you said, it was kind of a lock. We knew exactly what was going to happen. So I kind of lost my page here. Here we go. What are we, Bobby Green and Nasrat Hakparast, uh, had a little bit of heat behind it before this fight started. Uh, the, the boys were a little amped up, uh, talking in, in the cage. And apparently there was some smack talk back and forth. I rarely follow the beefs uh, in, during the uh, anything <laughs> below like the second fight of the night, you know, or the the, the Bobby event. Talk shit. Yeah, but Bobby always does and and Bobby's going to have a fight in a couple week next weekend yeah. against uh, Islam Mahachev, I believe is how luck. they say. Oof. So, good fucking luck. He's plus 600 on the betting line already. So, good luck with that. Uh but good win this weekend. Uh just you know, if Nasrat wasn't going to take him down, I'll take Bobby Green in a striking match against, you know, not everyone, but almost everyone. You know, like he's he's right in that second tier of all of those guys. So, uh, pretty, pretty almost 200 total strikes. Yeah, straightforward, easy win, easy pick here for my for me at least. Yeah, the odds kept coming down closer to the fight. People were picking Nasrat. I was kind of confused why. Um, so I'm definitely, I kind of wish I took Bobby Green or at least parlayed him or something because I thought he was. Easy, you know, I'm decision money. It's just what he does, you know? Uh, Yeah. Andre Arlovsky, Jared Vandera. He, uh, almost, split man, decision. almost. Almost, he got we it almost done. Got but, it done. Uh, I have almost nothing to say about this fight. It was the most typical Arlovsky Boring. fight ever. Boring. Yeah, I'm over it. Uh, I would he, love Ken, Toy Vasa, Arlovsky again, run it back. Yeah, I mean, not, if you, I know you're just trying to end his career. So uh, if that's if that's what you want to do, Arlovsky's going to go to sleep soon. Arlovsky, Kane Velasquez. I'm telling you, man, Kane's coming back. Uh, I mean, yes, that that I'm in for just because I, you know, Arlovsky. <laughs> I'm almost at the point of view where Arlovsky needs to get put out now. It's uh, nope. no offense, but... no offense, man. Great career, three in a row. Uh, we need, now he's going to have to fight somebody legit if he's going to keep fighting. He's Very almost going to have to fight somebody. No, that's not legit, man. <laughs> he's going to have to fight somebody soon. That can knock him out, and I'm hoping that it's someone soon because <laughs> I've now flipped. But he won me some money, so if he fights another guy of this level, I'm just going to bet him again. He'll do the same thing, but he almost uh-huh. lost this one, he, and I would not have called it a robbery if he if he did because it was kind of very close. very close. He didn't do enough, He was and he was eating shots. Especially in the third. Especially in the third, and that, that's when I always, like, I guess you're in your mind, you're just like, oh, my God, we're losing. Like, this, this is not yeah. going our way. <laughs> uh, Casey O'Neill. 
Let's uh, give a nice moment of silence here for Roxanne Monteferi's career. Uh, what a great, what a great run for the Happy Warrior, uh, Casey O'Neill. Uh, I'll let you go into this a little bit more, but Casey O'Neill is not ready uh, for for that next level. Let, let's just say that and uh, split decision win for Roxanne uh, Monteferi or for uh, against Roxanne Monteferi. What, uh, what, what do you want to talk about first? Robert Alexander, you should be fired, you joke. Fucking how how does Roxanne get that first round? <laughs> what? She was the getting third, chipped up in that first round, man. The third, sure, you know why not? But the first, get the hell out of here. Um, you know, Casey O'Neill was doing a lot of good things with her jab and 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 whatnot. I don't know if Roxy shot much, if at uh, all, a couple times, but not really. And she, she didn't was get two it down or four in the third downs. round, right? Right. Uh, she landed. Roxy landed a bunch of strikes in her own. Casey O'Neill was two hundred and thirty of three hundred and ninety-five. I'm pretty sure she broke some women fly rate women flyweight records. Roxy threw a lot also, but 38% compared to Casey O'Neill's 58%. Uh, Roxy's easy to hit, man. She's easy to not get hit by because she can't see. She's blind. So uh, I'm not surprised at all by, by those numbers. She can't see. It's she can't, dude. dude. She I'm puts t- her glasses on immediately as soon as the yeah, fight's over. That's crazy. She she should probably wear them in the fight. She would be a lot better. But um, Talk to the commission. Yeah, I don't know. Casey, uh, uh, I'm a big, big fan. She's tough. Also, she was getting booed for no fucking reason, which I didn't like. And then she said, you know what? Fuck this. And she uh, embraced the heel part, which I love because fuck Texas, you know? They're going to boo you for no reason. You got you to gotta give it back to them. You can't just say, you know, you can't beat around the bush. And she went right fucking at them. So shout out to her for that. She's still 24. Uh, she's still young. She's got a good camp around her. I just, you know, her, her striking leaves a lot to be desired. Uh you know, if she was somebody who can take you down easily and kind of, you know, pass you and, and deliver some ground to pound, which granted she could not do in this fight against Roxy, and I didn't want her to even try. Honestly, I, I'd rather her be more defensive in the wrestling against somebody like Roxanne because her, her ground game really is good, man. Like, she just passes so well, and she's awkward, but she's super she's, she's super strong, honestly, from what everybody says. She's just so good at grappling and wrestling, you know, with all the technical technicalities. So I'm glad Casey didn't try to do that because I think she honestly would have got stuck or oh, maybe yeah. even tapped out. I don't know. But I think she definitely would have got stuck down there, which she didn't want to do. And, you know, she got marked up. She got she got jabbed a lot. Uh, she got hit with some, you know, decent little strikes. Roxy can can throw some sh- uh, throw some shots. And she will throw, but she's, you know, not calculated. Doesn't have combos. Doesn't really put them together. So to see Casey get pieced up by Roxanne Modafferi is definitely a red flag. You know, she had a she had a she had a fucked up eye. Her nose is bleeding fairly early too. She was, yeah. you know, the, the damage was showing. Uh, again, she's she's really young, and uh, it, but it's it's just like you know, do you go from getting pieced up, not pieced up, but do you go from getting marked up by Roxanne Modafferi in her retirement fight? Do you go from that to next thing you know, you're you know. You're going toe to toe with, say, Tyler Santos in uh, the next fight or two or three. Probably not. Like that's a huge jump. So I don't know what's next for her game. You know, uh, I, I hope they kind of take it easy. You know, t- you know, slowly, slowly bring her up. Um, huge fan, like I said. I I just wish I saw more, which is it's, it's really hard to say because she broke all these, you know, flyweight records. Again, it was just a lot of short short shots small little straight rights jabs from both women so 
Still a good fight, though. I, I, can't, I mean, for 15 minutes, they were throwing the whole time. Casey O'Neill's now 12 in the rankings. And, uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Let me name you some of the people that are around her. And uh, I don't, like, we'll start at 10. I mean, nine's Jessica I. I that that might, might be a good fight. But Calvillo, mm-hmm. she, she might be able to win that, right? Alexa Grosso. I no. mean, that's not a good night. Mannion Thoreau. Absolutely fucking not. Uh, the fact that she's ranked ahead of Manon Furo, who's going to jump ahead of her when she absolutely eviscerates Jessica I, who I believe she's fighting next, right? I don't know. I, I think, think that's so, coming up. Um, she's going to kill her. And Manon Furo also has some things to work on. Like, she's not a perfect, uh, you know, perfect prospect, but, she, you know, she put her up against Casey O'Neill. Casey could probably take her down a couple of times, but if they stay standing, dude, she would fuck her up bad. Jessica I on March 5th. At UFC yeah. 272, so there's Talk that coming up soon. Yeah, uh, and Max Max bet uh, Aaron Blanchfield. I think know, Aaron Blanchfield beats him. Aaron, I'm I'm never gonna doubt that woman again. I mean, she's the goat. But Macy yeah. Barber is the other <laughs> never one. again. I think her and Macy Barber might be a good fight. I I think Macy Barber beats Casey O'Neill. I listen. I I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Alexa Grasso. Huge fan of Casey O'Neill. Macy Barber, Aaron Blanchfield, Manafiro. That whole 10 to 15. Even Calvillo is done now, but that whole 11 to 15. Uh, flyweight group is really good, and then you again you still have like Santos and Araujo at five and six, but um, you know wh- who who do you look at and say you know what in three years put them in there against Valentina or in two years or however long put them in there in there against Val maybe when Val is getting older and maybe they can beat her like who nobody absolutely nobody except for maybe Firo. Uh, Casey O'Neill. I'll like tell you, you what, said. dude. Give me, give me some more Blanchfield uh, tape, and I, I might. Yeah. Be, I mean, I don't know though. She could, I'm down. her grappling is fucking nasty though. So yeah, she hey, she's like 22, I think, right? Exactly. She's dude, even yeah. younger than Casey O'Neill. So all that Casey Wood? O'Neill. Yeah. Oh God, Joanne. Joanne Calder. Don't call me Calder. Yeah. Don't call her Wood. Jesus. All right. So uh, Kyler Phillips. Marcelo Rojo, uh, arm triangle in the third round. Uh, this was kind of a one-way affair uh, for, yeah. for the majority of the fight. Not much to say here. Kyler Phillips gets a win. Uh, he's just a guy I love watching the fight, so I, I just can't wait to see him again. Yes, sir. Uh, Carlos Olberg defeats oh. the, the the water. What was his name? The white water buffalo? Water buffalo. Yeah, Fabio Charant. Uh, nothing much to say here. Olberg talked to him the whole time, walked him down, stood in front of him, and barely, uh, barely threw anything his way. And Charant had nothing for him as well, uh, and about it went about as typical as you could imagine. Uh, Olberg gets a win. I think he was scared to gas out, and he had he had taken some shots early in the fight, felt his power, and that you know enough was enough. I think he just did what he had to do to win. And, and but it was a as is a boring fight. 15 minutes is how long this fight went. Yep. 13 total strikes is how many Fabio Chiron landed. There you go. That is fucking pathetic. Pathetic. Olberg was 71 of 117. Like, everything he threw landed, but uh, for the most part, what he threw wasn't much. So, um, I almost just burned down the house. So that's good. Yeah, you were um, just, cut, just cutting out there for a second. I was like, oh, boy, yeah, he's done. My roommate told me uh, I was burning the house down, so... Uh, but yeah, like the absolute worst fight ever imaginable. Fabio Charant should never be in, like, never be in the UFC again. Clearly the guys he tapped out, took down and submitted were just absolute fucking firefighters. Like, 
I don't understand how this guy has ever beat anyone in his fucking life. He is so bad. And it's funny because like whenever oh he would like God. try to come forward, he's horrible. Whenever he would try to come forward and throw his right, you know, uh, like a big hook, uh, it, like once in a while it would land and like it would push Olberg back. That's literally all he needed to do. And he just, he only did it like twice. Yeah, I mean, it's the if you look at the record of uh, Mr. Charant, it's not exactly a uh, murderer's row uh, of wins that he was able to attain. So it's you know, let's uh, I guess let's see what's next. Let's see what's next for um, Olberg and whatnot. Not Olberg is team fade one hundred percent his next fight. Oh yeah, no, I'm not not a believer at all. But he got he he was the number here. He did it uh, at like minus three fifty. In horrific fashion. So uh, what's uh, let's see, let's see what was next. Lawrence. Oh yeah, yep. We got Lawrence and Mana Martinez. Uh, Lawrence just did what needed to be done. It was a close fight, but you know, Mana just kind of too little, too late in my mind. Um, yeah, I mean, Mana, Mana's fight. young though. Yeah, he's also tough. Uh, come back in that third round and knock uh, Ronnie Lawrence down twice. Yeah. Fucking, I think it's the first time there's been a UFC fight where. Uh, both fighters were knocked down twice. Really? Yeah, Matt Martinez was knocked down three times. Ronnie Lawrence was knocked down twice in the third. Still got it done. I like Ronnie Lawrence. He's pretty good. I think he has a suspect chin, though. Uh, and I think if he goes yeah. later in the fights, he could definitely be tested. Um, I think Matt Martinez, I don't think his chin's an issue. He's just a fucking savage. He gets hit a, he gets hit a lot. Uh, very good fight, though. So I'm interested to see what both of them do going forward at 135. 135's got some, got some good fighters, man. Yeah, and good action too, no matter what. So, yeah, uh, Jacob Malkoon, AJ Dobson. I don't have much to say here. It was kind of just a, a wrestling versus. If yeah. he's able to keep it up, then he gets the win. Uh, this next fight was awesome. Uh, Douglas Silva DeAndrade was like on death's bed in the first round, getting getting absolutely cracked on and almost knocked out, you know, almost submitted. And then uh, Morozov just, the, the gas tank, he, he, he just evaded him and just started leaking. And Douglas Silva de Andrade started hurting him with his hands, with his shots, uh, leg kicks, and then eventually was able to get get the rear naked and put him to sleep. So, Four, four combined knockdowns this fight. Yeah. Uh, it was just I got Manny on the early prelims. The early prelims were awesome uh, for the most part, other than the, other than the first fight. But uh, yeah, you know Jeremiah Wells taking out the Blood Diamond was uh, Blood Diamond. Uh, we cashed that submission bet out. If you guys listen to the podcast, uh, you know you you're obviously do if you're here. But should have listened to the last one. Running around the cage and falling—that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it was just you know, and Blood Diamond just kind of you know you kind of knew that he was you know kickboxer. If he gets taken down, this guy's a black belt, so. And I trust these Daniel Gracie black belts here in the city, so they're 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 no joke. I based that off Sean Brady and some of the other guys, but uh, yeah, easy you know easy uh, money for Jeremiah Wells. Jeremiah Wells is cash city these days, easy. Uh, Maxime Grishin, William Knight. William Knight comes in thirty pounds overweight, uh, and, and just has nothing for him the whole time. And this this fight went exactly how I thought it was, and uh, you know L City for uh, William Knight. Let's go, Williams. Down two elves. There you go. And, uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's keep it moving into the fight night this weekend. We will not, I imagine, waste too much time on this card because it is not exactly something you're going to set your whole night up around. Johnny Walker, Jamal Hill in the main event. 
Uh, we're going to grab odds here from our favorite website. Uh, it was supposed to be Rafael Dos Anjos and Rafael Faziv, but that fight unfortunately was moved to the next UFC card with Covington and Masvidal as the main event uh, due to visa issues. So now we will have Jamal Hill and Johnny Walker, and I believe it is a five-round main event. Uh, what, what, you know, I mean, it's minus 300 for Jamal Hill, minus two, or plus 240 for Johnny Walker. I'm taking Jamal Hill inside the distance, TKO, whichever one you want to take, minus 150 on the TKO. Uh, yeah, it's just not much to bet here. Uh, yeah, I got Jamal Hill inside the distance at minus 150. Um, you know, it's funny, I honestly can can see Johnny Walker winning this because I think he's so crazy. Uh, Jamal Hill's striking is good. I just think uh, there's definitely some holes and some gaps. And I think Johnny Walker's crazy style. If then again, he's not really, you know, he's not that crazy style anymore. He kind of is more of that patient patience. And he's talking about doing a lot of capoeira, which is more like, that's what Michelle Pajara does. It's like a lot of flash with zero substance. So I don't think that's like what he should do against Jamal Hill. I think he should just honestly make a war. You know, go to war with Jamal Hill. He, so if he stands on. at range. Nope. He's getting he's going ah. to sleep, dude. If he any yeah. he, he just doesn't take a shot well, man. I mean maybe he does now, but Jamal Hill it seems no. like he's got fire in his hands, so And Jamal Hill only has a two inch height disadvantage and a three inch reach disadvantage, which is not much comparative, you know, to everybody else in the in the division. Johnny Walker six six with eighty three inch reach. Um so Jamal Hill can, you know, narrow that mind that gap a little bit and um yeah, I think he just puts him out, or you know, club and sub, maybe. I hope not. Really hope not in the club and sub, but if you're taking the, maybe you might as well just take the inside the distance. But I like that TKO at minus one fifty. Uh, we'll take that. Kyle Dawkins and Jamie Pickett. This is another uh, real nothing going on here. Maybe maybe parlay here situation minus two seventy for Kyle Dawkins, plus two twenty for Jamie Pickett. Uh, I don't trust Jamie Pickett at all. So give me Kyle Dawkins, and uh, I would either take a submission or by points. Uh, that those are the two. I don't know if he knocks him out, but uh, I just think probably maybe you know I don't know. I just think a points is probably the way to go. And if you're even questioning it, then you should probably just throw this in a parlay of some sort. But this is this is a parlay piece for me. Yeah, uh, Jamie Pickett stinks. So there you go. There you go. Uh, Alan Boudot, 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 oh. Boudot. Uh, against Parker Porter, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. You know, like th- this, this is what we're dealing with here tonight. Uh, Parker Porter is 36 years old. He's got a record of 11 and six. Uh, his last wins against Chase Sherman and Josh Parmesan. So you know, it's knocked out by Kyle Dawkins, uh, and he's the he is the minus two, 250, 260 uh, favorite here. Against Alan Budo, and uh, I mean Parker Porter probably wins, but do not bet this fight. I would say it's a lot for uh, for you to bet on somebody like Parker Porter, but he, when you're fighting a guy named Alan Budo, who I don't even know if he can knock me out, you know. Yes, he can, but he cannot. We would go no, to sleep, but no, I would wake up. But <laughs> yeah, I think Parker Porter kills this guy. It's gonna be ugly. It's, it might go fifteen. It might go one. I, you know. I have no. He's gonna. He's gonna beat this guy, Budo. Budo has no business being in the UFC. He's just French. There you go. Uh, and yeah, I just uh, uh, Budo has not impressed me whatsoever in, in anything that I've seen from him. So I am going for Parker Porter here. But I'm telling you, I'm trying to. I'm trying to ask you to not bet this. All right, I'm begging you. I'm people. begging you to beg it. I want you to bet it. There you go. 
Uh, some when you start talking, you sound like you're talking into a uh, like through a submarine uh, thing. I don't know what's going on there, but I'm not. Yeah, it does. It sounds like you're in a submarine right now. I might. I might be. All right, there you go. Uh, all right. So, um, what is next on this thing? We got Timothy Miller. Yeah, Jim Miller and Nicholas Mata. Um, what? I don't know here. I mean, it's plus one thirty-five. Jim Miller. Uh, minus one sixty for Mata. Uh, I want to count out the old dog, you know. Yeah, Mata. It's just, just. A, I don't like betting uh, guys who only have like fifteen fights against Jim. Jim Miller's lost more fights than this guy's even fought, you know. But right. uh, Mata I, has knocked out Joe Selecki. He has. He has. Um, ah man, uh, give me Mata. Give me All Mata. Right. I, I don't know, but. Well. Yeah, I just I, I this is a t- perfect situation for Jim Miller to get a submission or something like that, but this is just this might be a little too much for him. And I mean Mata hasn't fought in a while, but give me Mata. Uh we got Joaquin Buckley and Abdul Razak Al Hassan. This fight was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago, but got moved for fireworks. COVID and whatnot. Yeah, this is a absolute fireworks sort of event. Uh I don't trust either one of these guys, but uh, I would probably Ooh, lean Buck. Buckley. Because I, I, Hassan just he's so you don't know what version of him you're getting on on a given night. So yeah, give me a knock if you Buckley. I'll take him. There you go. First one to get hit might go down though. So it, that, I, you're not you're not wrong at all. It's supposed to be a Cuban Missile Crisis fight on this. Uh, shout out to Kendra Lust. We you know that's yeah. that's the only reason we bring that up. Uh, <laughs> what is next on this list? We got Jonathan. JSP. Oh yeah, Jonathan Pierce and Christian Rodriguez, the undefeated. Christian C. Rod Rodriguez. Uh, oh, I know Christian Rodriguez. He used to live down the street from me on Sherwood Drive. There you go. Uh, Ryan, Ryan McIntosh is his last win, who was 19 and 36. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you never know, and it was a unanimous Tough decision. There. Yeah, it was a unanimous decision at NAFC Super Brawl. Just, <laughs> just okay. off of that alone, I think JSP sends him to the fucking moon because JSP is a tough motherfucker. JSP in oh. this fight is minus three sixty five. He will be in the parlay. He beat Kakamaka and Omar Morales, who are tough motherfuckers. Unless this guy Christian Rodriguez has gotten better since I saw him last at the bus stop, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just, That's actually a kid's name down that used to live near me. Funny enough, shout out to him, dude. He, <laughs> hope you're doing well out there, C Rod. He's getting uh, his chance. Mario Bautista and Jay Perrin. I mean, this is. This is just brutal, dude. This, uh, listen, I don't like to do. I'm not a snob or anything like that. I love watching the fights, but Jay Savage Perrin fighting, uh, fighting who? I don't even remember. Mario right? Bautista. Mario Bautista is nice. Mario Bautista is nice, but I'm trying to figure out what's what's this deal with Mr. Perrin. I don't Perrin. know. This is his I first th- fight. He <laughs> just fought Josh Smith at CES. At least he's this guy's fighting dudes with uh, respectable records. You know, he lost in the Contender Series in 2019. Since then, he's got two wins. Bautista, you know, Bautista at least has fought in the UFC. Uh, lost to Trevin Jones, beat Miles Johns, you know, joined the club. Uh, lost to Corey Sanhagen, you know, like uh, being in there, even being in there. I give Mario guys Bautista's credit nice. for that. So, uh, what are we, what are we looking at for a number here? Uh, uh, I believe Bautista is a pretty big favorite. Minus three twenty. Throw it in the parlay. Uh, why not toss in the pot? Throw it in there, dude. One of these guys will lose, but you have to just you have <laughs> to trust that it won't happen. You know that's that's when you're yeah. betting this. You just have to do it. 
And this is gonna. Trust I'm gonna throw issues. a fat Mac Daddy favorite parlay in this week. Uh, <laughs> David Onama fighting Gabriel Benitez. Uh, I did Lowly. have a couple sharp picks this week that were given to me. Uh, mm. Benitez was one of them. Okay. Uh, the people like Benitez I, at plus one thirty. What do you What do you say? I could see it. The problem I think is chin might be kind of cooked. Um, how old is he? He's only thirty three. Uh, coming off that loss to Billy Q, where he got finished late, uh, it seems like he hasn't. He doesn't beat guys that are good, though. You know what I mean? Like you, you've you've heard the name, you've seen him in there in the cage a lot. But who's he actually beaten and fought and won? Uh, you know, Clay Collard back in the day, Sam Cecilia, Jason Knight, Humber- Humberto Bondanai, Justin James, like nobody good. So. I mean, then again, he, he you know he did knock down Sadiq Youssef, who we need to fucking see fight again. It's been so long. I haven't I haven't seen too much from David. Don't say I'm your mama, Onama, the silent assassin. Uh, you know, he lost to Mason Jones. Mason Jones is a tough, tough dude who just fucking grinds on you for 15 minutes. Um, other than that, you know, Onama knocked everybody out. But you know, who are these guys? Brad Robinson, Mike Plazola. Matt McSweeney, like, I, you know, I don't know who any of these guys are. So, hurt, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. Should I, uh, I'm, I'll, should I'll, I'll go, go ahead. with the guy who's the favorite, who has, eh, give me, uh, give me Mowgli. Give me Mowgli in a tough, ugly fight. Wow. I'm going to switch that up. I'm going Onama, and uh, I, I think he might knock him out. That, that, I'm going against the Sharps because the Sharps were wrong last week. I guess they're going to be right this week, but I'll be wrong. Whatever. We'll do what we got to do. Jessica Rose Clark and Stephanie Egger. Uh, Money fight. You like this? Yeah, I love Jessica Rose Clark. Minus 180, plus 155 great fo- for Egger. Great follow on the gram. Um, that, that speaks no, for but itself. She's, she, Stephanie Egger's you know, a bomb. She beat Shayna Young, who's also a soccer bomb. Uh, she hasn't really fought and beat the opponents Jessica Rose Clark has. Jessica Rose Clark, since she... In her second pro fight, she fought and beat Arlena Blancal, who recently fought for the Bellator uh, Flyweight Championship. She fought Panny Kianzad twice. Grant, she lost both times. Um, she lost to Sarah Coffin early in her career, but she, you know, she beat Van Zandt. She lost to Jessica I. So she's she's fought. She's won two in a row. Sarah Alpar, we knew that was cat. That was cashing in inside the distance plus money. I think it's plus two fifty. Uh, Jocelyn Edwards, she beat. Uh, I, I just think she beat Stephanie uh, Stephanie Egger easily. You know, decision three, two, three uh, rounds to one. Minus one ninety. Put her in their parlay with like anybody else, and we're good. Yeah, I'm, f- I'm fairly confident in this one too that she gets it done because it's just like pretty decent said, odds. So yeah, for yeah, that's the thing. Like my, that's like this is a heavy bet for me. I, I don't know what I I don't know if she finishes her. She probably she might. So that might be like your mess around sort of prop. Uh, I haven't yeah. really given a lot of them out, but that's probably something I would do just just because I feel so confidently about how much better Jessica Rose Clark is than Stephanie Egger. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe get lucky with a finish. Give me yeah. the inside the distance and uh, give me give me Jessica Rose Clark though in the parlay and maybe even by itself if it's you know minus one eighty is not a not a bad uh, thing to lay. You know, lay a little double on there and if you're confident, you're confident. Chaz Skelly. Getting back in, getting back in there against Mark Striegel. Um, what do we got here? Minus two hundred for Chaz Skelly against Mark Striegel. Uh, I like Chaz Skelly. Yeah, I think he's going to take him down, grind on, maybe get a submission. I don't know too much about Mark Striegel besides he got evaporated by Saeed Nurmagomedov. Um, 
He doesn't look like he has a great chin. Uh, so yeah, give me uh, give me give me Chaz the skeleton. Yeah, and you know, like he doesn't have many. Like this is a second UFC fight. And like you said, he got eviscerated in, in one, you know, in under, you know, one minute. So uh, yeah. it's pretty pretty cut and dry there for me. Uh, this is a real main event. This is this is it right here. And this was another of the sharp picks for the week that I was uh, I received via a uh, undisclosed landline. Uh, Diana Belbita taking Belbita, on baby. Gloria De Paula. What do you like? I like Velveeta mac and cheese. I think give me Diana. Diana. Um, she's not very good, but Gloria De Paula is awful. Like you know, get knocked out by Cheyenne Velismus in the first round. Awful. Um, one minute into the uh, fight. It, I think at one point it was a pick'em, and now Belbita's minus one thirty-five or some shit. So give me Belbita. Uh, I might even better just because you know I'm a sick fuck, but uh, I'll take her decision. So the sharps like the Paula this week. Oh man, I'm sure they do. So uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know what to say with that. I don't know if the shar- <laughs> the sharps maybe we should. Just the sharps trade. must be bored. Yeah, the, the sharps seem like they're desperate and need some money. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't That's really, a desperation pick right there. I don't really trust Belbita at all. I mean, especially you know you losing to girls like Liana Joshua and Molly McCann. It's but a good it's, like it's, good it's uh, you know she has She's been finished quite a few times. Uh, submitted. I don't. I, dude, does DePaula have it in her to take her down and do what needs to be done? Oh man, does she? Does she? I I doubt it. That's that's my instinct <laughs> tells me that I I highly doubt it. She doesn't have a submission victory on her thing. So um, yeah, give give me Belpita reluctantly, and uh, don't don't throw this in any sort of parlay. Parlay at all. There you go. And uh, we got a Chad. Oh, boy. Ann Helliger. Ann Helliger. All right. So I had to take a little break after the end. So Ann Helliger, who's a Canadian gentleman against Jesse Strader. Strader. Yeah. Uh, so Jesse Sugeneris. Oh, that's quite a nickname. Uh, yeah. Strader's getting in there out of uh, where is this gentleman from? He's from Lancaster, Ooh. California. Not to be confused with Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where the Amish are from. Nah. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, he's got losses to Marcelo Rojo and Montel Jackson. So I mean, it's not you know that's not awful, but also he knocked down Marcelo Rojo in that fight. Then again, a lot of people have, but he did too. So there you go. Add that. Add him to the list of people who've knocked down Marcelo Rojo. Um, what do the odds say here? We got minus two fifty for Chad and plus two hundred for Mister Strader. I like uh, Ann Helliger. Uh, I'm going to keep fucking that dude's name up, so hopefully he just wins and I don't have to talk much about it. Uh, yeah, give me him. I just don't, you know, uh, It's it, this is a principal pick here for me. Not much go, thought goes into these. When I see you have seven fights and the other guy has like six, like 16, 15 fights, give me that guy at, uh, nine times out of ten. This guy is on a, uh, uh, all right, so Chad started his career two and four. I'm sorry, two and five. That's Tough. I didn't know that. And then he won <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine fights in a row. Um Yeah, no, you know what? How about this? Don't throw this in the parlay. Uh throw it in. And I like I like straighter in an upset. How about that? Uh, there you go. Wow. That's how quickly I've changed. I I Nope. 
We got we we like Chad. We like the end Helliger. We like the monster around here. I like straight uh, straighter in the upset plus two hundred. There's your uh, underdog of the week. So that is <laughs> what, what, and you given uh you given Chad? Yeah, I got Ann Helliger. Um, I've watched Strayer fight a couple times. He just looks like a bum. There you so. go. Uh, and nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I like bums. So um, yeah, I'm a bum. Yeah, exactly. So join the club. Um, what do we got here? What do we? What do we? What are we going with? Uh, shout out to every time. You know, it's crazy. I go on here to check out the UFC news alerts, and everything. Every time I come on, there's a new Kanye thing talking shit to Pete Davidson. It's it's quite <laughs> quite a world we live in these days. Uh, Ilya Taporia is going to be on the uh, card against Jai Herbert March nineteenth. Fuck yeah! I didn't know that. This, this just came down in the last couple hours. Darren Elkins, Tristan Connolly, nice matchmaking there. Uh, Johnny Parsons out, so uh, Ramiz Brahimaj will step in against Michael Gilmore. Give me Brahimaj right. uh, and reluctantly. Bobby Green, like we said, is going to fight Islam next weekend. Uh, yeah, keep your money. Take your girl out for some for some dinner or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Myra Buena Silva is fighting Hu Yanan. Oh, yeah. All right. Apparently, that fight's happening in China. Wow. I did not know they were going back to China like that, but I guess I guess they are. Uh, there's a fight between two gentlemen I've never heard of before. Uh, Khalid Taha's out. Yep. So that's that's Khalid Taha was supposed to fight who? Mario Bautista, I believe. Right. That would have been yeah. nice. Uh, that would have been a nice fight. But Montel uh, uh-huh. Jackson is out. Dana Batragal will fight Chris Gutierrez. At UFC uh, Columbus on March 26th, so that is nice as well. Uh, not much go, not much else going on. I don't think there was any big fights uh, made. I mean, they did uh, Chris Chris Dawkins and Curtis Blades is the new main event for that uh, March 26th card in Columbus. I don't know how you necessarily feel about that. I don't. Uh, I'm not beating down the door to watch that fight, but um, not going to draw to Columbus for this. Yeah, I mean. You know, yeah, and that's pretty much that's it for the news. Uh, Zabit does not want to fight anymore. Uh, yeah, he changes his mind every other day now. I, I just assume he's retired and we're never going to see him again. And uh, which sucks. That's that. Do you yeah. have any uh, any anything for the Bellator card? Uh, not really. I, I did see. I don't like necessarily have any picks or any anything I like in there. So I don't even uh, know what I would say about it. I mean, Logan Storley and Neiman Gracie isn't a. Uh, is another one that I'm beating the door down and, and uh, grabbing the nachos to watch on a what, what is that Saturday night? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know why they're gonna go head to head. Well, I guess you're going head to head with uh, Johnny Hill and Jamal or Johnny Hill, uh, Jamal Hill and Johnny Walker, uh, Jamal Walker and Johnny Hill, dude. Jamal, let's, <laughs> let's do it, dude. Uh, yeah, you know, I like Johnny Hill. I don't have much to say here. Maybe you throw Korshkov in, in one of our uh, parlays or something like that if you want to cross over or do something like that, but. We have some, uh, so we have some, um, some boxing. We have Jaime Munguia fighting a middleweight in Tijuana, Mexico, against Demetrius Ballard on the zone. We also have the return of Jorge Linares at lightweight, a title eliminator in Ekaterinburg, Russia, against Zawar Abdullah. But here we go. This Saturday night might be in the afternoon. I'm not sure. From Manchester, England, we have Amir Khan and Kel Brook. Five, ten, thirty years in the making. It's going down in Manchester, in England. It's only ten rounds, which is so funny because this is supposed to. This fight was supposed to happen so long ago for a title. Now neither of them have a title. They're both broke and both their chins are cooked. 
So, my official pick, Amir Khan in the upset. Wow. What's the odds? I believe it's like minus – they're pretty close, especially for boxing. Uh, I believe Kell Brook might be minus 200. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now just to see what uh, what's going on here. Josh Taylor and uh, Jack Catterall are fighting next weekend. Josh Taylor apparently is like a big – yeah, big uh, like yeah. up and coming guy. Amir Khan's plus one thirty six on here as well. There you go. Kel I Brook start minus one seventy four. I don't trust either one of them, but this guy's been hitting on these boxing parlays. Uh, was there a boxing fight this past weekend that you hit on? Last weekend, I did not hit on. I didn't. I actually didn't pull the trigger. It was Danny Jacobs and John Ryder, and Danny Jacobs lost a close, close fight. So, uh, all right. So there you go. See, you win. I would have lost that some. one. As long as the outcome is income, you know, that's basically what, uh, I don't know who, Which what great not. rap philosopher said that one day, but I believe it's, Somebody did. I think it's Drake or Lil Wayne, one of those guys, but, uh, that's that, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if you want to do anything else or, uh, if you want to talk about not anything much. else on the way out, uh, I know Canelo is supposed to be fighting, uh, with DAZN now and may, they're trying to set up a third triple G fight, which, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll he, see, I got it's better than what else sleep. is going on, I guess. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna kill him after he fights Dimitri Bivol, which would be really really entertaining at light heavyweight. Yeah, and uh, that about does it for us here at the uh, Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Uh, next week we will get back to our segment that is uh, a blast from the past, and we will do UFC 230, which uh, you know, which was headlined by Daniel Cormier and Derek Lewis, who featured a lot of guys from this past weekend. So we'll just talk about where they're at, and uh, I think we'll need some uh, stuff to talk about next week after uh, this this weekend of fights and stuff that will transpire. Uh, any closing uh, remarks? Yeah, uh, we close this show just like we close Roxanne Montefiore's career, except we close it on a higher note. We do not have the L's that Roxanne has. We do not go out on a L. We all only take wins on here, unlike Roxanne Montefiore. So shout out to the bum warrior for a awful career. Oh, my God. That's all I got to say. It's so unnecessary. Uh, thank you, Roxanne, for everything you've done for mixed martial arts. And, and how, you, how you continue to, it's continue to inspire me and make me proud to be an MMA fan. Uh, thank Great. you. Here's my laptop. So they bring go. up her profile. All right. Um, all right. Uh, thank you, everyone. We will see you next week. Uh, check, you know, follow us on all the socials and everything. Like we always say, we're always out there tweeting and talking about the fights, talking about sports, talking about everything. We got opinions. Hey, feel free to reply to one Too of my many. tweets and tell me to go fuck myself. That that's also yeah, another as option. Well. You have. Yeah. I would, uh, I would we, entertain that. We love that, dude. We love that. But uh, <laughs> thank you. See you.